Welcome to Season 2 of Smells Like Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Lyles. My name is Jeff. And I'm back, baby. I'm back like Chance the Rascally Rapper. Back in BK Bay Bay, feeling good. It's great to be back in the city. I had a... There's no, there's no primer when you're coming back into the city, you know? Like, there's no, like, oh, man, it'll take me a couple days for me to realize, like, oh, get back in the rhythm. Nah, dude. I crashed a fucking electric scooter, like, day one back in Brooklyn. Wow, dude. Vacation over. Dropped that scooter. I was doing damn near 30 miles an hour, hitting speed bumps, taking this thing off jumps. I was being reckless. I had it coming. I really did. And uh, sure did learn my lesson. Dropped that scooter under a bridge. Classic. Like, every, you know, it was, like, late at night, and everybody heard it. You know, you, there's, there's never an, a moment where the streets are empty. So if you trip and fall, people see it. So of course there was like a group of three people that heard it, came running over, and I'm like laying on the ground with a scooter on top of me, trying to like shoo them away so I can like, you know, sulk in my own idiocy. I'm trying to be like, no, no, I'm fine. Go, go. You guys enjoy your night. I'm bleeding. They're like, are you sure, man? I'm like, it's fine. I do this all the time. <laughs> Just trying to get them the hell out of here so I can assess the damage. But, uh, yeah, I'm fine. It's not that bad. This is like, I don't know, like a week ago, I'm looking at my wounds. You can't even tell. It's a little embarrassing, honestly. I thought I was going to have these, like, rad road rash scars, and I'd be like, yeah, man, walking down the streets of Williamsburg, like, oh, what happened? Yeah, I crashed an electric scooter. They're like, damn, you're hard. You know? That's about the hardest thing you can do in Williamsburg. Yeah, I was going almost 30, and I hit a speed bump. <laughs> uh no primer, dude. No primer. Just straight back into it. Back into the mix. You think you're cool? Bloody arm. That's what you get. I was meeting up with a friend, and she was renting to this person. She had to kick the person out because the person wasn't paying rent. Long story short, she's showing her old room to new people to rent it. And hasn't been to her old room since the person was living there. So she's Met up with this dude. This dude goes in. They go into the house together. She's like, yeah, this is the space. This is the room here. Here's my room. Opens the door. Turns on the light. The, the lady that was living there replaced the light bulb with a red light bulb. So she hits it and it's just like red light. And there's like demon paintings on the walls and shit. You know, like all sorts of like satanic candles and like dark vampiric energy. And, and she's telling me. And so she was thrown off. And trying to play it cool. Because this is the first time she's seen it. You know, She didn't realize this person was trying to contact the devil in her room. So she's trying to play it off. And she's like, yeah, okay, this isn't a space. This is the room. She goes over to the window to like show him the window and open it and stuff. There's like a pentagram in sand on the floor with candles. <laughs> uh, and this is, you know, we're talking, my friend's like goes to church. You know what I mean? She's not, she's not messing around with the devil. And so she's like you know, <laughs> trying to play it cool, showing off this like ritualistic room to like a potential renter. And, uh, the dude was unfazed. This white guy was like, yeah, it looks great. I'll take it. He's moving in. <laughs> Fucking white people are so crazy. They don't care at all about the devil, dude. This guy was like, yeah, does it come with extra sand? Can, does a pentagram, does that come with the room? 
that's really going to cut down on my my time <laughs> trying to conjure up the devil. This is great. This is a good space. I like this energy. Can you imagine, dude? If you were showing me a room that had blood on the walls and pentagrams on the ground, I wouldn't be like, hey, good deal. Nice. Look, I got a window. Cool. <laughs> New York real estate is so crazy. This dude probably seen worse than that. Let's be honest. But anyways, I'm back. I'm back in the city. Fresh off of vacay. Got to go down to Mexico. To kick some crabs around. Check out the dolphins. <clears throat> Went with the family. That was a lot of fun. Much needed, you know? I don't get a lot of family time now that I moved on the East Coast. I see them like once a year for Christmas. And that's not even all the fam. That's just like my immediate family. So that was really cool to see everybody. Catch up with everyone before they all go off to college. All the young ones are no are no longer younglings. They are no longer Padawans. You know, they're they're college bound. So this is this felt like a cool moment in time to kind of hang with them before they run off to college and become terrible people. Last little shot to kind of put it to them on Smash Brothers, like, yo, I still got moves, son. I'll still fuck you up with Donkey Kong, kid. Don't talk shit. So that was a lot of fun. And then we went to Mexico for a week and then back to Arizona for the remaining. Well, not even remaining. I was there for like a whole nother week. Just running around doing shows, catching up with friends and stuff. That was a lot of fun. My cousin had his baby. Well, he didn't have the baby. He, his wife had the baby. They had the baby. I feel like if you say they had the baby, that kind of takes away from the effort that she put forward in the whole thing. I'm going to say... This baby's adorable. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Cute kid. Uh, you know when the fingers, it's like, I don't, what, it, what is it about tiny cute things that makes us as humans go bananas? It's like, I, do, I know not to bite the fingers off, but I kind of want to. You know what I mean? They look like they could, you could just pop one off and just throw it down the hatch. So cute, this kid. You know, the hand, like his hand, he had a full grip on my finger like a whole handful of my finger. And it wasn't even like a knuckle. It wasn't even like up to my knuckle. It was just like, ah, this kid is so cute. So happy for them. They're doing great. They're running around doing shows. I got so many opportunities. Ah, it feels so good to be embraced by your like, your original comedy scene, you know? I feel like in comedy, eventually you have to kind of leave the nest. And sometimes you come back and they're like, the scene is different. And they're like, you're, you're walking around like, hey, I used to be somebody in this town. But luckily enough, uh, Arizona still embraced me. I got a lot of stage time. Shout out to Gene Moore for putting me up last minute. What, dude? Thank you so much. That was so huge. Really got a cool opportunity to uh, practice the road stuff. I'm going on the road mid-August with, uh, I'm touring with Shauna Christmas. We're going to go take over the Midwest and crash a couple of those stages. So this... Arizona stage time was really valuable. Got to hit all the cool spots. House of Comedy, Stand Up Live. I got on a Don't Tell Comedy show. I've been chasing that for a while. That felt great. All sorts of stuff. An Irish pub. You know, hit the lounge. I even got to perform on one of the final shows at Third Space, which is so tragic that that place is closing because that was one of the cooler venues in the scene out there. It was a really cool like art bar that had like free video games in the corner you could play like little arcade games centipede and stuff like that Ugh, and the bar itself was really cool and the art in the room was like rotated and was like quality it's all local ah man i'm gonna miss that place great stage 
Great show. Dang. You hate to see those ones close, you know? But I'm glad at least I was there for one of the final shows. That felt, that felt good. Met all the new comics in the area. Not all of them, but there's a lot of new, a lot of new faces, you know? Feels cool to kind of meet up with them. And <clears throat> I, I showed up to one of these mics that uh, an old friend was running. I found out that he was running this show, and I've known him for a long time now. And I show up to the mic, and one of the newer comics was like, oh, hey, what's going on? I had met him previously at a, at a different show, and he was like, hey, man, if you tell this guy that you're from out of town, maybe he'll put you up a little bit earlier, because there was like a list, you know? And so, oh, uh, man, this particular guy, I know for a fact that that wouldn't, that wouldn't really go over so well, but I went up behind him, and I tapped him, and I was like, hey, the, uh, the kid said that if I told you I was from out of town, maybe I could go up earlier, and the face that he gave me before before like processing that it was me he like turned around with this energy like who the fuck do you think you he was like oh hey man (laughs) that was a lot of fun a lot of fun in arizona i got to run around i got all these stickers right and we took all these stickers i went out with my brothers one night and we just fucking went wild and we just drove around town they got a car now you know so i had them drive around town we would just pull over real quick and i would run out and put a sticker on a sign and run back to the car like go 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 that was a lot of fun handed out a bunch of stickers i wasn't really anticipating this sticker this smells like radio sticker thing taking off but uh man i'm already i'm already depleted like i'm down to like 30 percent of my original inventory that's so exciting i really uh i've been telling people i'll give you the sticker but you got to send me a photo of where you put the sticker so i got this really cool collection of all these rad places one <laughs> my homie put it on his degree like his diploma Oh my gosh, so funny. So if you see me in the streets, I always got them on me. You know, I like walking around the city knowing I have stickers in my pocket. I can put them anywhere, you know? This is like how I get my rebellious energy out. I'm like, oh, I'm going to put a sticker on a mailbox. A little zing, like ginseng. So shout out to everybody putting those stickers up. One of the highlights, going out to Arizona, I got to sit down and chat with Anwar Newton and get his origin story, how he found comedy, how he grew up, loved all that stuff. We got to talk about his show and the success of the show. Um, We're talking, of course, about This Week Sucks Tonight. Anwar Newton and Michael Turner put this on together. They've been shopping around the festivals. They've been hitting a couple of those stages. They were just at the comedy store with the show, packed it out. They're really doing it, and I'm really, uh, really excited to, to have been a part of it. I got to be on their show at Stand Up Live, that's where the show is now. They moved it to Stand Up Live. How great is that? So that was a lot of fun. Great chat with him. We get into some good stuff. I don't want to spoil the stuff for you. But it was really cool to have gotten his origin story. Anwar is so funny. I'm excited for you guys to hear our chat. So I'm going to get out of the way. I'm going to hit you with this interlude so we can get to that interview here on the debut of Season 2 of Smells Like Radio. Cooking. Thank you, 
what the fuck, man? Get the fuck off that punk smooth shit, man. Get with that rough shit, man. You know how we do. The Chinese central government headquarters has been graffitied by protesters, including here referring to President Xi Jinping as a dog. Welcome to the show. <laughs> oh, this is it. <laughs> it's pretty relaxed. Happy fourth. Happy fourth. You do anything? I slept yeah. most of the day. <laughs> yeah, fuck it was yeah. good, dude. I was uh I went to a, a friend's party later that night, but for most of the day I definitely slept. Hell yeah. It was pretty good. Yeah, people died for that nap, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good feeling, you know. Dang, that's crazy. I never thought of it that way. There yeah. was people that died on a beach yeah. in France yeah. for those Z's. <laughs> it feels good. <laughs> they knew what they were going for. Dreams, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Not the exact dreams they had in mind, but still dreams nonetheless. <laughs> they were yeah. like, as long as black people aren't dreaming, I'll fight on this beach. <laughs> as long as they're uncomfortable. <laughs> so 40 great. years later. Uh. <laughs> yeah, man. You want to uh, you want to introduce yourself to the peeps? I am Anwar Newton. Hello, everybody. Yeah, yay. Yeah. yeah, very fun. How was your fourth? My fourth was good. The Fourth uh, of July in Arizona uh, sucks. Yeah. I never realized it. Like, growing up here, I was like, fuck yeah, snakes and sparklers, let's get it. Uh-huh. But then coming back and seeing all, like, the freeway, there's, like, the signs as you're driving by that's, like, one spark can change a neighborhood. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> you know, like, there's such a concern for fire safety out here that you can't go, like, hard with fireworks. Yeah. I but, mean, and there's nothing else to do either, so it's like, okay. But you know what, though? Um, highly underrated, the pool scene in Arizona amazing they take it seriously people die for those pools they really do those kids yeah <laughs> i think people who get pools are accepting that one of their kids might die in it and they still get those pools i mean it seems like they're kind of counting on it i well i would <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, hopefully one of you is not college material yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna not install the gate just to make sure <laughs> but it was cool yeah I, we, I did a did the pool party barbecue vibe you know yeah, I got invited to a couple on July 4th, but I was I really was laid out right here on this couch and I was like I'm not going anywhere. I I refuse to leave my house to be out in this hot fucking sun. I went to a friend's house for like a July 4th party, but it was like I finally left the house at like 10 o'clock. Mm. So I went at 10 o'clock, all the fireworks were done, everyone was kind of done. Everything was sort of winding down. So I only had to stay an hour. Oh, beautiful. Because you know, I was like, oh, the party's ending. Let me get out of here. Yeah, hey, <laughs> let me get out of your hair. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I see that this is winding up. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah, I love that, though. Stuffed my pockets with some hot dogs and left. Bam. It was good. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, the, the the pool, I feel like, is the is the way to go in Arizona for 4th of July. Yeah. 
Other than that, though, it's like one of these holidays that I just feel I'm starting to feel so weird celebrating. You know what I mean? I've noticed that. I've I, especially a lot of my black friends are actively against Independence Day now. Yeah, because it's like independence for who? Yeah, you know that's the theme. I never thought of it that way. I'm just like, uh, I mean, I get it. I I hundred percent get it. I didn't think it would become this visceral reaction. It was always, I think, uh, people were like, ah, Independence Day, whatever, you know. Mm. I'll still go out and eat fucking barbecue and swim it up exactly. and do the fireworks, but I don't really respect this holiday. But now it's like, fuck this day. I'm not going out. I'm not wearing red, white, and blue. Right, right. I refuse to even participate in the capitalistic fucking people are like really going against this day yeah 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 and that's like a little shock i'm dating someone who's like that i'm just like oh really oh i didn't know this was a thing yeah and she's like really into juneteenth which is cool and i'm on board with yeah of course i i've been saying like i don't respect this country until juneteenth is disrespected by white people drinking on it (laughs) (laughs) on the same way that saint patrick's day and cinco de mayo right I want people out there doing shots of Hennessy, going to Lolo's, fried chicken and waffles, and really like disparaging the holiday. That's when I know we made it. Yeah. Equality's <laughs> finally here. <laughs> when Juneteenth gets its proper platform. Summer vibes, you know? Summer energy. Yeah, man. I, I've been waiting until the sun goes down to go out. Yeah. It's so fucking hot, I forgot. And this is the first time I've been back in Arizona during the summer. Since I left. Why the fuck did you come back here for the summer? For family or just... Yeah, it was a family vacation. Are you here to kill yourself? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. A couple years in New York. I was like, you know what? I did it. I'd rather kill myself at home around my family. Yeah, it's a nice pool. (laughs) (laughs) I almost tried to walk to a restaurant the other day. I got like to the end of this block and I was like, what the fuck are you thinking? And I came right back inside and called a lift. Yeah, exactly. Dude, I'm not doing anything outside. It's so hot. And I'm trying to run. Like I'm trying to do the fitness thing. Uh, I get into the gym. I'm trying to run, uh, but now I have to wait till it's night. And even now, it's too hot at night. It's gotten to the point where night is also like crazy. Everything is just nuclear hot. It's been heated up. Yeah. So you you've you've been out here ten years. Yep. I I uh, moved out here ten years ago. Nice. Grew up in Baltimore. I lived out in Nevada for a couple years. Then I moved here when my brother moved here. Nice. And I've been here ten years. It's weird to know that I've been here for most of my life. Yeah, I got a couple decades in myself. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I didn't know I was going to be a Phoenix guy. That's not something you think you're going to be as a black person who's grown up on the East Coast, that you'd be in Phoenix, Arizona. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, whoa, I'm here now. I'm really in this bitch. Yeah. I mean, there's there's like an odd level of diversity to Phoenix that you don't realize because everybody's indoors all the time. (laughs) You know what I mean? You think it's all you think it's all white people, but it's like no, people are just hiding. It's just the white people are the ones insane enough to leave their homes. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. The black people are all looking out the window. Like, Damn, there they should are. we go get a head count? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's great. That is true. They're, sometimes it'll surprise you when you get into a spot out here with a lot of black people. You're, you're like, oh shit, they're actually out here. No, oh, thank God. Uh, I mean, the Latinos are well represented. It'll fuck you up when you see some Asian people too. Dude, know. I pulled up. You got Asian neighbors. I was like, okay. Do I? Yeah, bro. They're right out there. Neighbor. Really? Those yeah. people? <laughs> yeah. They just moved in then. Okay. Yeah. They, that house has been empty for almost a year. Yeah, man. 
damn, that's lit. Asian I have fam. an Asian neighbor. Yeah. I feel like I'm in California. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, why don't you go to LA? Yeah. This is the new Santa Monica, my street. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> I didn't know I had Asian neighbors. Which kind of Asian? Are they Chinese, Japanese, Korean? Ooh. Could you tell? I could you tell on first glance? I I think I want to say Japanese because they they're they were styling. You know what I mean? But Koreans are styling. So you think Japanese are the most stylish Asians? I do. Yeah. That's I, a good. I, I fuck with South Korea too. South Korea is stylish. getting up there. Yeah, because they're the one rebellious Korea. I think I think like yeah, they're they're, they're the, the rebellious, rebellious Korea. Korea. <laughs> 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 yeah. I I think because uh, I mean I don't have. I got body issues as far as looking fashionable, mm. but like it doesn't matter what you, how well you work out or how nice you sort of put your clothes on, you'll never ever be as stylish as a Japanese dude. You can see a homeless Japanese person and he'll look better than P. Diddy. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is real shit. <laughs> uh, yes. They're fucking fashionable as fuck, man. Yeah. Yeah. They were killing it out there. Ever been to Japan? No, I want to go real bad though. You'd kill out there. You're a tall white dude. They love that shit. Yeah, right? Yeah. You'd make a, you'd immediately land and be a CEO. (laughs) (laughs) You would. People offering me their companies with two hands. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Two hands, your company. Please take the company. We're not doing anything with it. We need a tall white dude. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I'll take over. Well, you guys are already, so why not go over to the East and take over there? You know what I mean? Pick up where my ancestors left (laughs) off. Yeah, that's what I've been saying about white people. Get back on imperialism. You guys really abandoned that. We really did. (laughs) Such an inopportune time. I feel like there's so many things available to be taken over Really? Y'all were really (laughs) ahead, and then you you gave up a little bit. That's what disappoints me. White people could have really genocided the entire planet, and everyone could have looked like you, tall, (laughs) mustached white I mean, they tried it. They really did. There was a guy that was really... Really pushing for a while. <laughs> I think I remember that dude. Yeah, he yeah. almost made it, man. Yeah, I don't know what happened with that. This <laughs> is like a root. At some point, some people are probably like, "I know he's about to kill everyone, but I've never seen anybody kill everyone." I'm kind of <laughs> interested in how that looks. The movement is so strong. It's <laughs> yes, like wow. Like you didn't think he would really do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Europe, uh, and I went. I went there as a high school kid. Uh, and that was re- that was really eye opening because that was the first time I got to experience uh, anti American okay. sort of sentiments. Right. I didn't understand that mm. prior to leaving, and I was in tenth grade, and we were in the UK uh, somewhere in London, and these street performers were in Trafalgar Square, and this street performer had this act, this bit, uh, and he would do like these little stunts with a nail bore where he lay on it, all these weird little street like carnival tricks Mm. and he tried to get people on board and these like london kids weren't trying to be volunteers and i remember he goes what are you 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 can't walk over here what do you need a car what are you an american get over here you lazy american and i was like wait a minute is that how they think of us (laughs) (laughs) we're lazy we need a car to get everywhere yeah that is how we are (laughs) i was like wow that's a pretty uh that's a pretty banging field trip, though. Yeah, it were, was dope. You were at 10th high school? 10th grade. Is it in Baltimore? Yeah. My uh, my high school had like this extracurricular summer trip for like 10 days in Europe. Nice. And I remember my, my mom was like really bent out. Like she's like really stuck on us not being like hood booger children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like 
Dust Bowl dreams. She was like, <laughs> hey, let's get some culture in your bones. That's nice. And so she was hell bent on like us going, well, at least me, going to that European field trip. Hell yeah. So she got my grandmother involved. She like scraped all the money together she sent me. And I had like a couple hundred dollars that I burned through pretty quickly in the first two days just on buying souvenirs and food. Oh, wow. And I called my mom up on this uh, collect card, whatever, and I say, Mom, I'm, I'm kind of running out of money. And my mom sent her entire paycheck to me. Whoa. Yeah. She sent her entire paycheck. Man. And she sort of scraped and survived for that next two weeks for her next paycheck just to make sure I had money. I was like, what? I remember I went to this French sort of Western Union, and I was like, I think I'm supposed to have money sitting here from America. And they went back and forth. One moment, as they got translators, and then they came out, and they started counting these francs. This is before the euro took over. Oh, okay. This was pre-9-11 I was in Europe. Whoa. Pre-9-11. I, took back, I brought back souvenir guns on the plane, <laughs> Yo. food. Yeah. I had a fucking sword on my carry-on. And it was lit <laughs> oh, before 9-11, yeah. And I remember she came out. She started counting these francs. And they were they were less than dollars. So it was like, I don't remember. I, my brain is fuzzy. But I know it was like four or five francs per dollar or some shit like that. And I walked out of that bitch like <laughs> Jay-Z out that bitch. Dude, I was just like, what? Yeah. I remember I went and got food immediately for me and my friends. I was like, I'm balling out of control in France, you bitches. Nice, dude. <laughs> Do you have, uh, were you, you had, you had friends in high school? Uh, I had like two buddies. I yeah. had two buddies. Yeah. Uh, and they were white and I lived in a black neighborhood. Oh, nice. And, um, that wasn't a regular thing to have like white friends if you lived in a black neighborhood. Okay. So I had my my best friends were John and Bob. Uh, Bob was a Magic the Gathering like ranked Hell player yeah. worldwide. I think he was like top twenty worldwide. I think he was top ten, but I don't want to like lie about it, right? Damn. And he was like making money on cards. And then my friend John, this I mean, he got into cards because Fast and Furious just popped up. So you know, he was like trying to tune his car both of them were really well and we go racing and i'd watch bob play fucking magic the gathering and we were all into hip-hop yeah and so we listened to it was like meth and red and 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 fucking memphis bleak and jay-z while you're like tapping cards like yeah. no dog <laughs> get the land right <laughs> we're sitting there listening to state property while he was trying to tweak out his malibu like <laughs> and i was the black friend that was just funny in there cool <laughs> i nice. didn't have any skills or anything but i would be there fat wearing a bandana and it gave him street cred right yeah <laughs> like oh that's onwar what does he do i don't know it's yeah. onwar though <laughs> yeah. he's here for the vibes he's here for the vibes and i rap a whole jay-z verse <laughs> <laughs> they'd be like see that's pretty <laughs> it's cool part of the pit crew <laughs> dang did they they lived in the black neighborhood too no they lived in a neighboring white neighborhood water's edge uh well john lived in water's edge and bob lived in berkshire uh and where i lived in baltimore this is an area called dundalk mm-hmm. and it's very white and black very irish catholic and black and it's very racist mm. But there's a ton of mixed babies. So it's like, even though it was racist, okay. white people were fucking black people. Black people were fucking black. There was so many little brown, like, sand-colored babies walking <laughs> around, dude. So many vanilla wafers walking around. It was insane. <laughs> I was like, if you need a mixed baby, we have a factory in Dundalk. <laughs> that churns them out. Oh, man. <laughs> and that was the vibe of my neighborhood. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was, it was all right. I'm glad I got out of there because I probably would have had a mixed baby. <laughs> it's definitely in the cards for every black person 
Right, it's just like on the menu when you yeah. It's like if you living. don't got anything else to do, you could make a mixed baby. Yeah. You know, just hey. give it to the world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're welcome. We need more Obamas anyway. Just keep making them. Hell yeah. Do you ever do you ever catch flack for hanging out with the white kids? No, I think I got made fun of in school for being poor and dirty. I never. <laughs> <laughs> Never about my friendships, more about who I was. Right. Uh, oh, good. <laughs> so they really cut through. They're like, ah, it's not about who he associates with. It's that his clothes are filthy. So they really cut to the issue. Um, we got, uh, I got, because we were poor, and I guess we were dirty. That was an eye opener when people were like, you're dirty. I'm like, I washed my clothes. What the fuck? <laughs> I didn't know we were the dirty kids on my fucking block. I got made fun of for being poor and dirty. I also got into a, a ton of fights. You're a um, fighter, huh? I wasn't a fighter, but I turned into a fighter. Okay. Um, when I when we moved into the neighborhood, we moved to Baltimore because my brother was attending, my oldest brother was attending the Naval Academy. Oh, word. So my mom picked up everything and moved to Baltimore because that was the cheapest thing closest to Annapolis. Mm. And we lived there to support my brother. Um, but the neighborhood we moved in was very familial and everyone sort of knew each other. So if you lived there, you had cousins that lived in the neighborhood, your grandma lived in the oh, neighborhood, cool. you know, your brothers and sisters, everything. You knew everybody. And we didn't know anybody. Mm. So that's why we got into fights because we didn't have any we didn't have our family there. So the kids would get into fights with us. It got to a point my mom was like, Well you need to take boxing or something because you can't you can't just keep getting to these fights and getting beat up and that's always a funny time. I had the same. I had a similar experience. Yeah. I, my mom was like, "We're gonna sign you up for karate." I had no interest, but she was like, "You are gonna need this." <laughs> <laughs> that is a weird feeling. Yeah. Putting you in fighting classes. Like, what's going on? I am usually in the house. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, but if you leave, you need this. <laughs> I uh, so I started taking boxing class, and it really it didn't give me any confidence. It wasn't like I, I took boxing classes and got because the only fight I got into, the only match I got to be in as an amateur boxer. Uh, my nose bled, and they couldn't make it stop, so I lost the match. So I was 0-1. Oh, really? That was my whole boxing career. Oh, dang. Because um, I used to pick my nose a lot as a kid, so it was just you stabbed just opened up, up really bad. <laughs> yeah. I was just, so it was just like, oh, this is from years of me being bored. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't fight now. <laughs> you have a track record inside. <laughs> so I never got any confidence from the actual like learning boxing, but what what finally got me to get confidence is we used to train at this vocational school, which – we need a lot more of, first of all. I don't want to get on a soapbox about this country. Okay. <laughs> so we're in, I'm in the vocational school in the basement, and you can see there's like these windows that you can see in the gym as you're walking up to the entrance. And that night was a huge basketball game mm. from the two rec leagues in the school. And all the cool kids were there. All, every like Most of the kids in the school uh, of the neighborhood were walking to the vocational school to see this game. Cool. And as they're walking up, the, everyone saw me training – in the, in the gym. It was just me, another boxer, and my trainer. And I'm just going against a heavy bag. Wow. And they were just like, oh, what, look, Anwar the boxer. Look at him. Oh, that's cool. Oh, man, look at Anwar. You know, and they were, I forget the boxer they were naming that was popular. It was like, oh, I think it was Roy Jones Jr. Look at Roy Jones Jr. And they, oh, wow, look at him, get it. So then I got this reputation as being Anwar the boxer. So then I was like, yeah, I'm the boxer. I'm oh, wow. the boxer in the neighborhood. No right. one had that reputation as a fighter. So I was like, yeah, I'm the boxer. And then when I got into fights, I actually felt that I was a boxer and I boxed, beat the shit out of people. <laughs> you know? I was like, oh, you could just do this. Yeah. You don't. <laughs> yeah. So and whenever I got into a fight, I was like confident. And from there, I just became this fighter. And every time I got into a fight, I would 
I would win. <laughs> I would Decisive. win. Most, yeah, because I, 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 I felt like I was like, oh, you can't beat me. I'm the boxer. Yeah. Daddy, you are the boxer. Yeah, I'm the boxer. Yeah. Plus, you're, got, you're a pretty big dude. I would imagine well, I you could small. throw hands. I was a tiny kid. I oh, didn't really? have this growth spurt until I was 11th grade. So I was the tiniest kid in my class oh, damn. all the way till high school. Mm. And I was fat. So it was like, <laughs> okay. dude, I needed that confidence. I hear you. I, hear <laughs> I you. needed it. Nice. I, I won most fights, but I did get jumped one time. And then my sister beat those kids up. So we all sort of became a fighting family. Yo, yeah, out of nice. Survival. Hell I got yeah. jumped by two kids, and my sister came and beat one of the dudes up in the middle of the street. I was like, <laughs> oh, shit, damn, yeah. the Newtons are killing it yeah. out here in yeah. Dundalk. <laughs> <laughs> Our fucking mixed babies are going to be titans. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Dude, well, yeah, so um, that was how I grew up. Cool. When did comedy come into play? Six years ago, I got okay. bored. Yeah, and as you do, yeah, in, you Arizona, do. <laughs> in Arizona, I was, I was, because my mom had got diagnosed with cancer. She passed uh, a few years ago, and oh, when man. she got diagnosed, I, I sort of put everything on pause, right? Because I was sort of knee deep in the film industry out here. I see, and then the industry like died because the state sucks and it doesn't want anything progressive or new. They want everything conservative, everything sort of old ways and. Uh, let's get water rights. That's where our money. Look, we don't want the film industry here. They, they, you know, the stupid state. Yeah. So the industry left. Everyone went to New Orleans or L.A. Because this is after Hurricane Katrina. New Orleans became the film city or Atlanta. All my friends here left, and mm. I was like, I don't. I want to stay here because I don't know what this cancer thing's going to turn out to be. I want to keep my job. I want to make sure I can do things if I need to do things for my mom's wellness. And in that boredom, uh. I had a coworker that kept telling me, you should do stand-up comedy, you should do stand-up. So I started going to open mics. Nice, yeah. And now I'm in it. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Yeah, your energy suits the stage so well. Thank you. Yeah, man. <laughs> of course. Did your, did your mom ever get to see you on stage? No, she did not. She was my biggest fan. Uh, she did not get to see me perform ever. She saw videos of some shit I did. Okay, cool. But she never got to see it live. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. I wish she would have. My yeah. dad did, though. Um he came down, he flew down just to see a show, which was cool, because my dad was not a big part of my life. Oh, really? Yeah, he was kind of, he was there-ish. I see. Like, around, but not really. Mm. So, uh, when my dad came down just to see the show, I was like, ah, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is nice. Yeah. I remember, you, like, your first banger, where you're like, uh -huh. oh, I got something here. And then you look back years later, you're like, that was the stupidest fucking <laughs> Mine was a pun joke. About grocery stores. Oh, really? Very clever, but very dumb. Like, yeah. What are you doing? I was talking about this last night at the House of Comedy. Somebody like uh, a comic I haven't seen since I since I left town was telling me he was like, "You ever you still do that joke?" I'm like, "No, dude. What do you think I'm out here in the streets doing like a year one joke?" Isn't that always crazy to see what people attach themselves to in your act? It is strange. Like, damn, that's the joke that you really love. Like you're yeah. still talking about years later. Yeah, yeah. Damn. You're going to hate my act now. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm all over here like, yeah, I've grown as a comic. They're like, you still do that B joke, that Bumblebee joke? I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> Comedy is so strange. <laughs> Comedy is a bitch, dude. It really is. And people come in and are like, hey, you still do that grocery store joke? That was really great. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm actually talking about the issues of people's sexuality and how people don't accept certain people's walks of life. I'm also social issues, really heavy shit. They're like, oh. That grocery store joke, though, dude, <laughs> really great stuff. So good. I would have never thought of that pun. 
Uh, okay. Yeah, don't, so it goes, though, you know? Come to my next show. You might like it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm advocating for a new war. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe you'll be into it. <laughs> yeah. Well, clearly, uh, clearly it's working out. You just got, we were just talking earlier. You, you just got back from uh, a string in uh, LA doing the comedy store. You yeah. got the show moved out there. So cool, man. Exciting stuff, man. You know, I've never been to the comedy store as an audience member to hang out. And I, you know, when you're doing this long enough, it's, uh, it's sort of a, a chase for that next trophy. To, you're always sort of after something here. Yeah. You're never really satisfied. There's never ever a sense of complacency or 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 you never give yourself time to just appreciate uh achievements yeah because you're always chasing the next one and so the comedy store thing i've never been there as an audience member or 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 been there period and the first time i went there i was doing my show there so sick so i try to like remind myself of that yeah when you get into those ruts where you're like i should be here this should be here yeah, the show should be there it's like, hey, the first time you went to the comedy store, you did a show that you created. Your, you, your own show. My own show. Amazing. And you packed it out. People showed up. Hell and yeah. they wanted you back. It's like, that's like, remember that yeah. when you're in your dumb fucking anxiety and you, you're hating everything you do and yeah. you think you're not going anywhere. Remember that. Constantly remember that. And, and then move from there. I remember when I was doing the show, I was, I was really just doing the show. Hmm. Uh, and I don't even know if we mentioned the name of it. It's This Week Sucks Tonight. <laughs> just, yeah. It's a, uh, the yeah, it's, know. yeah, follow on Instagram, too. You, you can check out the live shows. on. Are you doing them on YouTube still or Facebook uh, video? We do it on all of them. Okay. Uh, YouTube, Facebook. Quality. Uh, Periscope, all of it. Um, I remember I was just doing the show, and I was like, oh, this is a cool live show. And then Mike, he had this idea. He said, like, we should just make this into a TV show. And I remember I was sitting there, I was like, what are you okay? That's weird. I don't know what you mean by that. Yeah. Um, because I have a very old, romanticized view of television and Hollywood. Mm -hmm. You know, I still think of comedy. It's sort of have romanticized it, and it's not that anymore. No. People make a living off a YouTube channel. I mean, like today's comedy is like what what you guys are doing. Like you right. are, you are like the modern version of the come up. And it starts with you just doing it. Yeah, man. So when Mike was like, let's just make a TV show, I was like, I don't understand what you're saying. We need uh, a TV network to do yeah. this. See what are yeah. you talking about? He's like, no, you could just make it. And that's what people do. Yeah, well, definitely, uh, definitely got to check it out, especially if you're uh, in Arizona. Weekly at Stand Up Live. And we're going to be in L.A. soon again. Hopefully. And L.A. Look, you guys are doing it. Yeah, and we're hitting the festival circuit pretty hard, too. So yeah, no you are. what city. I know we're, um, I don't I, I know we have a couple more festivals lined up for the year. They haven't announced it yet, so I can't really say. But, yeah, we've, we've been trying to get it to the festivals. It's just a fun live show. And uh, that's hard to convince people to come out because no one wants to go out to live shit anymore. I feel like everybody just wants things Amazon Prime to their doorstep. Uh, but if you're not a fucking loser, <laughs> yeah, come on out come to the check. show. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what the beauty of the live stream is, too. Hit the fucking comment section. Yeah. You know what I mean? You guys really, uh, you're really killing it, you know? Thank you. Yeah, Thank man. You. Yeah, yeah. Definitely check it out. And uh, you're going to be on it this, th I don't know when this comes out, but you're going to be on it. I'll pro this will probably be released once I'm back in the city. But yeah, I'll be on it. All right. Well, he will have been on it. Yeah. <laughs> so I will have been there. Watch the live stream where Jeff was yeah. on it. Yeah. Whenever yeah. you listen to this. Talking about the trans. I'll probably get some pedophile jokes in there. 
just really abuse the beautiful stage that you guys have. Just really threaten us openly. Do something about this. Do something about on, it now. On the live stream, yeah. Control your show. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Yep. It's gonna be a great time. Yeah, man. Well, I really uh, appreciate you uh, sitting down with me. This Thanks is a lot of fun. Thank you man. for and uh, um, I wish I saw that fucking World Cup win. Oh, dude, you come on. Got, yeah, you just saw it, right? Yeah, I just got back from it. Fuck, man. Yeah. I saw uh, Sam J. Comerall. He was on uh, Twitter. He says, uh, he says, if this is not an argument for equal pay, you need to pay the men less. Losers get paid less. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, damn, that's real. Yeah, it's. I can't wait for I mean, the win is was very exciting, but what I can't wait for is like the legal battle after. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? That's going to be There's going to be a fight. And it's the, first of all, it's the perfect atmosphere. I to have it. won, yeah. it's like, bitch, you already know what the dialogue's about. Don't Boom. come in here playing bullshit with us. Oh, I'm so excited. Dude. Oh, it's going to be good. Yeah, man. <laughs> very exciting times. All right, dude. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for having me, Jeff. Yeah. Appreciate it. Peace. All right. That is the show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. If you liked it, please subscribe and five-star review. It does help the show. Feel free to tell a friend or ten, and we will get this thing moving. If you want to see me live... I will be in the Lower East Side at Lucky Jack's August 7th at 8.30. It is a free show. There is a bunch of comedians that just went on just for laughs. It's going to be a fire show. Also, follow me on Instagram because I will be posting these Midwest tour dates soon. Me and Shauna Christmas are coming to take over your town, Midwesterners. We're starting with Missouri. I think we're going Nebraska. I think we're going Chicago. We got a whole route. And of course... Find This Week Sucks Tonight on social media, whatever you use. Love the show. If you're in Arizona, if you're in L.A. and you haven't seen the show, it's a must. I just love it. All right, that's it. No more promo. The show's over. Shut it down. Stop the tapes. Everybody's not gonna get you, but keep going. I be cruising 40,000 feet like I'm a Boeing. Doubt with me, they said I would have no longevity. Instead, I'm steadily rapping these fundamentals. I assemble these sentences. Cause someone said I've been unadventurous. I've been uninterested. Learning life is what matters. Chill, I'm the humble bragger. I can son a rapper. Every one of you rappers, Vamanos. I be running you rappers. Adios. I don't see none of you rappers. All of y'all under me rappers. I need the golf. Need a day to relax. Get a massage. I'll just roll on the track. I'll just roll a rap. Make the Mets at more famous than strawberry. Y'all know this already. Hey, you still do that grocery store joke? That was really great.